Fulfillment shows up after a solution is earned. Anything worth having first requires both effort and sacrifice. No matter who you are or what you do, whether you're a single mom or a CEO, the common denominator is this, that we all have a seven-day hustle. They don't all look the same, but they're there regardless of our situation. Here's the thing. Struggle shouldn't always produce more struggle. If done right, it should result in a dance. What we do throughout these seven days reflects directly on our progress forward. Hey there, Blacktop Banner fans. This is Hayden. I am the co-founder of Spot On Sight, a mobile app that's going to help you guys scope jobs faster, win more work, and communicate seamlessly with your customers and with your team. Uh, we're asphalt contractors ourselves. We run an asphalt paving company based out of Denver, Colorado. So we built this mobile app to help you guys out to ensure that you guys are no longer losing work because of poor proposal presentation and you're no longer losing money because of inefficiencies and punch list items and all the headaches that we go through as contractors. So check us out. We have a free 14-day trial on spotonsiteapp.com. You guys can try it out, and we'd love for you guys to get started. We know this is a game-changing app that will help you measure and mark your locations and your parking lots, document using time-stamped photos, videos, and comments, and send professional-looking reports to your customers. Check us out, spotonsiteapp.com. Good morning, everybody. Uh, I'm actually recording this at night. It's about 10 to 11 the night before you're going to hear this. Um, I want to express some gratitude and say thank you very much to everybody that listens, um, everybody that gets feedback, everybody that's been on this. It's really been an interesting ride to create these podcasts. Um, and, you know, as you go, this is the second season, the first season. I really realized what type of dedication that it requires, um, you know, just to to get people lined up. And it's another addition to your schedule that you have to be consistent with. If you're going to be consistent with releasing them, um, you got to be structured. You got to be have things scheduled out, um, you know. And so last summer when we got busy, um, I stopped the podcast because it was it was a lot to. It was a lot to take on in the middle of a growing a, a seasonal business in the middle of our busy time. Uh, this year, I was pre-recorded for a while and life gets a hold of you. You get busy and now I'm not pre-recorded, um, but I'll get back on it. But I wanted to talk about this time, what our experience has been like uh, getting into a new kind of trying something new for the business to try to extend our season. And what we did is we found an opportunity downstate about three hours south of us to generate some leads for paving. Uh, we got hooked up with a contractor down there. They do maintenance and patchwork, uh, but they don't pave. Uh, we do, and we're not we're not trying to grow the paving or the, um, excuse me, the maintenance side of things right now, uh, just due to lack of employees. Um, you know, it, it's a lot, it's a lot to handle. You get calls nonstop. Um, there's a lot of overhead involved. There's a lot of moving parts, a lot of moving pieces and growing this without having a big bankroll to where we can't just 
go out and buy whatever equipment we need. You can pick it out all you want, um, but you can't always just go get it because it's expensive to grow. Um, and so, you know, we've been growing this thing very organically. We go out and do the work. We make the money. We reinvest it. Um, truthfully, I haven't paid myself uh, very much in about the last five years. Um, basically, just enough to cover my bills. Um, right now, I draw a very, very small salary. I, I pay myself 35000 a year. Um, you know, but part of the reason we've been able to grow so quickly and at the rate that we have is because I haven't looked at this as a way to fill my pockets. I have more set my sights further ahead and where I want to be. And so the quickest way I will get there is if I don't starve the business and I keep doubling down and reinvesting and paying it forward and, and really just have the mindset and the outlook of compound interest. Um, you know, the things that I desire to have, I want to be an afterthought. Okay. So let's say I want a yacht one day. Okay. Half a million dollar yacht. And I want that to be an afterthought when I go buy it. And what I mean by afterthought is I didn't have to put any thought into it. Um, it's just kind of, it's not a, it's not a, uh, you know, milestone of desire. Like, Hey, I'm going to work really hard to go buy this thing. It's more, I want it to be in the way of, yeah, I just bought a yacht last week. Um, you know, just because I wanted one, but in order to do that, there's got to be a lot of work put in ahead of time so that those things that you want become an afterthought. Now, the reason I want to handle things like that is because I want the people around me to benefit first. And so not to say that I'm going to cut myself off at the knees in order to make that happen. Like you still have to take care of yourself as well and, and your needs. Um, but the longer I can hold out on my desires, I truly believe that the more like you, you, you can only grow with community. You can, you have to have people around you in order to grow. Now there are things out there that you can do to grow yourself individually, but you know, when, and including financially, but when it comes to really truly building something that others can benefit from, essentially there's a line between, you know, leaders have to eat first. Like, you know, you've heard the saying, the king has to eat first because if the king's dead, then you can't help anybody. Sure. I get that. But combine that with this thought, okay? You have a golden goose that lays golden eggs. When that happens, take the golden egg, reinvest it into something else, but you can't starve the goose. If the goose is a baby, let's refer that to your initial business. You have to feed that goose so that it can grow up in order to lay eggs, okay? That's kind of where I feel like I'm at now. Could I have not taken the approach that I have sooner and, you know, been very comfortable. Sure. Um, but that's not what I want to be. That's not what I want to do. Like I, my sights are set much, much bigger where, when it gets to that point to where I, to where I've said, I've, I've arrived at where I want to be. I don't know because the closer you get to a target, the sooner you start to move that target further out. Um, and so that's why I say, you know, my gratification is going to come in the form of an afterthought 
not an end game. Um, so anyways, to jump into what I want to talk about, uh, you know, our season for where we're at is only about six months long. And so we've got to make 12 months worth of bills in six months worth of time doesn't make it very easy when you have a lot of uh, <laughs> very hefty bills throughout the winter. And I know that other people in the similar space know what that means and knows what that feels like. Even if you have employees in a seasonal business, what do you do with those employees over the winter? Like un unemployment, let's be honest, unemployment doesn't really satisfy everybody. Okay. Sometimes people are okay with it. Most of the time, you know, you get a combination of unemployment doesn't really cover my expenses um, or I've just plain get, got bored or it's too confusing to want to try and sort out because, I mean, I've done the unemployment thing once in my life and it just made me never want to go back to it again. So in trying to solve this problem of how do we extend our season? How do we not work all summer in order to afford the winter and then to work all summer again? Um, so I found an opportunity through this company called Anthony's Asphalt and I've gotten to know Anthony Bison, the owner, really well. Super good dude. He actually reached out to me and said, hey, would you be interested in you know, tackling some of these paving leads that I get? I All I have to do is turn them down uh, or all I'm able to do is turn them down because I don't have anybody locally to help me that that I can trust that does a good enough job you seem like you're a reputable dude you seem like you do good work now side note he knows that because of my involvement in networks that I'm in and my social media presence and what we put out so you know for those that are asking how do I grow my business how do I get out there how do I get to the next step it is literally just putting every single effort you can in every area that you find you know, if if there's an air, if there's a way to network with people, if there's a way for other people to know who you are, you're going to grow yourself by your involvement. People are not going to come to you if you're sitting on the couch. It's just not going to happen because you make one or two posts here and there. People aren't going to immediately jump at the opportunity to work with you like consistency wins every time people are going to want to approach you because you show up every day. And when they get to the point to where they realize, hey, he's not going anywhere, maybe we should talk to him. That's really when you see your efforts start to pay off. But it takes a really long time of putting time in first in order to see that pay off. And honestly, I mean, it could take shorter time than you're anticipating. But the thing is, is you can't try to put a timeline on it. You just have to have the attitude of I'm going to start here and move in that direction and I'll find out when it pays off as it's paying off. Like you're not going to be able to put a, if I put in three weeks worth of time, I'm going to get this benefit out of it. No, you put time in for one day, it will pay off. So anyways, we're going to Ann Arbor and this, you know, the expectation, ultimately what I want this episode to be about is the expectations of getting into something new versus the reality of what of the execution. So, you know, we have and especially this is this is good for somebody just starting out in business as well, um, because I found myself in this similar space of, hey, I've got this idea in my head. I can kind of see it playing out. I can kind of walk myself through these processes 
and see the execution on the other side. Now, what you're going to come up against is if you haven't experienced this before is it's going to be nothing like you expected and anticipated. We can plan all we want, but there is always going to be something that comes up that we were not expecting. Now, the thing with that is you can't look at challenges as a failure. Just because it didn't happen perfectly the first time doesn't mean that you say, ah, this isn't going to work. I, I, I wasn't expecting this. This is impossible. Like you quite honestly have to just work through whatever problem it is. And it doesn't even matter how many there are, but you just have to look at it as, all right, I figured out what I could potentially experience. How do I solve this? How do I get past it? I'm going to use this as a learning thing for the next time. So I know how to be better prepared for the next time that I go into this. If you're looking at your situation and challenges and coming back to the thought of, this is too hard. I can't do it. You're not even giving yourself the opportunity for the next time because you're admitting defeat before you've even found the solution. You have to tell yourself already, there is going to be a next time. I just have to get through this time. So we go down to Ann Arbor and this was something that, that popped up kind of last minute. You know, I was starting to prepare for our season up here. I had the idea of what, where do I look for an outlet to where we can work a little bit longer, keep, keep, excuse me, keep the equipment moving, um, and really just have it pay for itself versus sitting there and soaking up payments for six months out of the year. So Anthony approached me. I said, all right, you know, that sounds like a good opportunity. Let's, uh, let's see what it's all about. And I've seen this happen a lot with people is they want to get paid right away. They will shoot themselves in the foot for opportunity because they say, well, you know, if it's not going to benefit me right now, then, you know, sucks for you. Um, I'm just, I'm not going to, not going to entertain it. But then they, what they don't do is they don't actually benefit from the opportunity as a whole because they're looking to get paid back before they even actually put in any work. So what this looked like for me is I went downstate. It's about a three-hour drive. Like I said, I went downstate. Stayed, I stayed two nights. I got down there the night before, woke up the next morning, went and looked at driveways all day with Anthony, stayed the next night, came back the following morning. Or stayed that night, came back the following morning. Now, there's travel time. Um, there's fuel involved. There's time away from my normal daily responsibilities. You know, there's still people working. There's the office is still open. Like there's still a functioning business and I'm taking a day out of the week, spending money and fuel, spending drive time and time away from work, hotel rooms, everything else. Like that's money coming out of my pocket for a maybe. And I realize this. So that, you know, so I started this, this process that way. Um, and I actually did that twice. So I went down to Ann Arbor at two different times. I think they were about a week apart. And I realized what exactly I'm getting into. You know, hey, I've got to put out 20 different estimates, 30 different estimates in order to land. I wanted to land five. If I landed five, that would have been ideal. I needed at least three for it to make it worth my time. 
I would have liked five. Um, we ended up with seven. So there's seven jobs approved, right? Now it comes down to executing. All right. Sounds good. We've done this before. Um, this should be a piece of cake. We go down there, take a handful of guys down there, prep crew, prep everything up uh, in one week. And then the next week we send everybody down there with the paving stuff and we pave them all back in. So in my mind, I was thinking, all right, this is probably going to take about two weeks. I'll block two weeks out of the schedule. We're going to knock this out. It'll be great. Well, I'm just going to let you right know, know right now uh, that we're in the middle of week five. This next week coming up will be week five, and we still have not finished the jobs. That means that there's jobs back, you know, where we should be working that are going on. Uh, so essentially, we have to be in two places at once is is the, the thought behind it. Um, you've got you're now three hours away from home base consistently. You've kind of opened this, for lack of better terms, can of worms. Um, you know, it's definitely not a can of worms because there's opportunity there, but it kind of can sometimes feel like it in the moment. So day one seems like, uh, you know, we're all excited. We're going to go down state, change of pace, change of scenery, do some work. I go down there ahead of the guys. Um, they call me. They're about 10 minutes out. All right, cool. Well, then I get a notice. Hey, something happened with the truck. Um, what is it? Well, an issue with the brakes. So we thought there's just a really bad noise that's happening. Pulled over on the side of the road or at a at a, at a gas station. Uh, didn't feel comfortable driving the truck. All right. So we haven't even started yet. And we're experiencing problems. So I said, all right. I wasn't too far away. I said, I'll come over there. Let's try to diagnose it. Find out it was something something simple with the parking brakes. But then it's a matter of who do we know around here? Nobody. How do we fix this? We don't have any tools. We can't run it back to the shop. We can't go home and or go back to the yard and grab another grab another truck and keep going. So then you get on Google and you you hopefully feel like you can find a um find a friend in the area or at least make one. So called called a shop that was nearby. I said, hey, uh, is there any chance we can pop this wheel off? Right. If I showed up, can we pop this wheel off, pull out the uh, parking brake, the broken parking brake part and be on our way? Wow, we're really busy. This, that and the other thing. I was, no, 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 you don't understand. Like I'm from three hours north. All I need is a jack. I'll do it myself in the parking lot. We've got our own tools. And so originally there was a couple no's, about two or three no's. We can't do it. Um, we just don't have the time before he realized that like, Basically, I'm not taking no for an answer, and I'm not actually asking for much of your time. I just need to use your space. So finally, the dude said, yep, um, that's fine. We can we can do that for you. Why don't you come on over? So we went over there, took about 20 minutes, used some of their tools, uh, got it all fixed. And I, you know, he didn't even really want any money for it. He's What he actually wanted was, he said, give us a good Google review. I says, I'll, all right, I can do that. And I'll tag you on Facebook and all, or Instagram and all that too. Um, but I ended up giving him, I think 50 bucks. I said, look, you know, buy the guys some lunch. He says, well, that'll, that that's way more than they'll need. I said, well, buy him a nice lunch then. Like I really wanted this guy to know that I appreciate his hospitality because ultimately that's what he offered us is hospitality. So 
first day, first problem. We get through that. We're back on track. We're about three hours behind where we wanted to be, but we're starting. Well, after the first job, we realized that one of the trailers we brought down had a tire that was about to blow. So we didn't feel comfortable driving it to the next job. So now we're trying to find a 24-hour tire shop in the middle of it or in the middle of all this. It's still in an area that we're not familiar with. Finally find a guy. 900 and some odd dollars for what we need what ended up being two tires that we needed now we're like half a day to a day behind schedule so you know we're not really off to a great start but the mindset behind this is not when do we give up it's how do we keep going forward that's the thought that you need to have when you're tackling anything in general, especially something new. It's not at what point do we call it quits? It's how do we keep moving forward? And honestly, the whole five weeks has been like that because then the end of the week comes. We're not going to stay there over the weekend. We need to go home. Everybody needs to see their families. Everybody needs to be home. So now we're traveling back on a Saturday morning. Um, we've done it on a Saturday morning. We've done it on a Friday night. This last time we we went back on a Saturday night. Um, I, I myself stayed back for one day, headed back down in the morning. But so this is, it's problem after problem after problem. So that it seems you got a brake issue, you got a tire issue, you got rain, you're getting into this, into new jobs in a new area. You realize that the ground isn't the same. Okay. We've got a lot of sand up where we're at. Everything is clay down there. Clay is not easy to work with. It's extremely difficult when it's hard, when it's, when it's dry, it's basically like you almost can't dig in it. It is extremely difficult. So that being said, it takes about three times longer to work with, if not longer. So there's that involved. Long story short, we're in five weeks now. Um, you know, we we traveled down with a different with a different uh, dump truck and a different. Uh, I had Brandon come down instead of Alex about two, three. I think the third week into prep. Um, you know, because. It was an expectation thing. Alex approached me. He's like, hey, you know, it's really kind of wearing on me with not being home. You know, you said it was going to be two weeks and now we're on the third week and it's just not going well for me because the expectation or the, the, the reality did not fit the expectation. I get that. And I'm glad that he was upfront and, and, and honest with me about it. So I said, all right, you know, why don't you stay home for an extra day? I'll bring Brandon down here an extra day or two. I'll bring Brandon down here. He can help me figure it out. Brought a different dump truck. As soon as we get down there, the transmission line starts to leak like a sieve on the dump truck. So now we're down a truck. You know, it's $350 for a new line that we were placing ourselves on the side, right in front of this guy's driveway in a really nice neighborhood. Just not the ideal situation that you want to find yourself in. It just seemed like it was one thing after another, after another, and you cannot, and I can't stress this enough, you cannot focus on the problems because that's all you'll see. 
you have to look at the opportunity. And about halfway through this process, I realized that, hey, I might not make any money on all this effort. You know, there's about $100,000, $120,000 worth of work that we're doing. I might not make a dime on this. Because when you're traveling with trucks and trailers and stuff like that, you've got a major fuel charge. You've also got to pay guys per diem. You're now paying for hotel rooms. You're traveling back and forth. On average, it's costing me about $450 per day just in lodging for a prep crew. The prep crew is about half as much as the paid crew. And we're more than double our time expectancy on this. It, um, you know, so I realized that this might, I might, this whole thing might be a wash. Um, I might not actually make any money on this. I'll figure it out at the end because if I stop to analyze it too much right now, I'm just going to get myself worked up it just it, unnecessarily. What I have to do is we have to get through this and get through the process and execute the jobs and get to the end. And then when all the dust settles, we'll see what it looks like. So we're fighting weather along with this also. Lots of rain. It's, um, you know, it's just nothing seems to be working in our favor. Here's the point I want to make is that I don't, this is not a loss for me by any means. Because the thing is, is I have the opportunity to learn what I need to learn, to plan how I need to plan to set the proper expectation and execute accordingly for the next time. If I didn't take this chance, if I didn't put out money ahead of time, if I didn't sacrifice time ahead of time, if I didn't get through all of this, I'm not going to know what we would potentially run up against. So then I know how to charge for it. I know what type of jobs we can and cannot take on. Um, and really just understand, all right, if we're going to do this, this is kind of how it's going to go. Does it make sense for me to buy a location down there? If I'm spending thousands of dollars in hotel rooms for a couple of weeks, does it make more sense over the course of a year or two times coming down here for me to just buy something locally to house everybody? And your mind can take you from a bad place to a good place almost instantly or from a good place to a bad place. And it is extremely critical to A, not lose sight of what you're doing. B, look at every single opportunity in any given situation. And I made a post on Instagram. It was, um, you know, about something about, it was on my story. It was something about if you're complaining where you're at now, you're going to complain where you're at later. Change your perspective before your surroundings. And I think that's extremely true. You know, if I would have looked at this situation in Ann Arbor and said, this is, it's not working. This is a mess. Should have never done this. It's not, you can't do it. That That's where you hear people say things like, I oh, can't do it. It's not worth it. Can't do it. Well, maybe it's not for you, but what about for me? Like, why can't you do it? Well, because it was hard and this, that, and the other way, and this is what you're going to experience. All right. Well, that was just what you decided to be enough for you to give up. 
that was your limit. Well, what if I don't have those same limits? What if I want to figure it out? What if I want it to work? What if I know that it can work? What if I see the potential and I'm willing to put the time in and I'm willing to put the work in and I'm willing to figure it out in order to see it on the backside and then figure out what do I need to do differently for the next time? You know, and once I realized that, that, you know what, this is a, if it is a wash, if I do lose money, I'm okay with that because this is a step in the process to building something great. If you're looking at something in short-term period, you're only ever going to get short-term results and you're only ever going to get short-term success. If you're looking at it in the short term, that is all you will ever receive. You have to look at things in the long term, in the big picture, and not get wrapped up and sidetracked and taken out by short-term hangups or short-term success. If you have a plan for, hey, this is a quick turn and burn thing, it's not going to be that easy. Nothing ever is. But if you get into something for a short period, that's something that that's a different story. Hey, I want to build a business. I want to sell it in three years. This is my plan. You're still going to experience things in the middle of that. But what I want to drive home is that you're going to experience things that are new all the time. This was something, the process, we've done the process before. I I know how to do dirt work. We know how to pave. We know how to schedule. We've traveled before. This is a little bit different approach. I could have very well said, it's not worth it. The challenges that I'm experiencing now are not worth it because if we were experiencing these same challenges back home, it wouldn't be that big of a deal. But since we're experiencing them out of our element, you start to second guess, is this really worth it? I wasn't expecting this. Yes, it is. I'm not going to give up because I see the potential if I can make this work, if I can get the right jobs, if I were to plan a little bit ahead of time, if I were to set the proper expectation, all of this will work out and it will work out great. The price I'm paying to reap the benefits later is might not make as much on this time. We had to push our schedule back a little bit. It's a lot of effort driving back and forth. It's a lot of time away from home. I really want to be home at the end of the day. I'm just going to be honest with you. I'm getting sick of staying in a hotel room. But the thing is, is if I can benefit long-term by putting an extra two, three, four, five hundred thousand $500,000 worth of work on our books, and keep guys moving and extend our season and be able, if we can make an extra amount to where I can say, hey, like, let's take the winner off. Everybody's going to get paid. I'll take the winner off. Or that's going to be the next spot that we that we set, that we uh, build a second branch. Because that's been something in, in my mind also. Like, all right, how do we grow this without sacrificing net profits? Well, we build something to where we like the profit margin. We figure out how to create a system out of it, and then we duplicate it somewhere else. So if I don't look at these problems as opportunities, 
I'm really shooting myself in the foot. And I want to encourage everybody when you when you approach something that you haven't experienced before and it's new, it's scary, it's challenging, it's hard, you're going to come across you're you're going to qualify the question in your mind, is the reward worth the effort? Because I don't see the reward right now. All I'm experiencing is struggle. I'm here to tell you, yes. And if you can't answer yes, then you haven't established your vision. Okay. The only reason I'm able to look at whatever struggle we're experiencing as a success is because I know what vision it is that I'm working towards, you know, and this doesn't have to be just with business owners. This is something if you're in a position of leadership, if you just plain want to get somewhere in a personal life, you have nothing to do with leadership, you have nothing to do with business ownership. If you give up, that's exactly where you're going to stay. You will never get any further. You know, so the other part to this is, you know, I'm saying this because I want people to understand that we all go through things. Okay. People can listen to me talk on a podcast about all these positive things and all these things that you should do and all these habits and all this stuff. Okay. The reality of it is, is we all struggle somewhere. It's what you do with that struggle that separates the men from the boys, essentially. You know, it's a it's a phrase, but it doesn't exclude women. I'm not excluding women, but what I'm saying is no matter what position you're in, you're going to be challenged with something that you weren't expecting knowing what you're going to do with that challenge and what it's prepping you for and what it's what it's act how it's actually serving you so that you can say all right if i get through this i can experience that if i get through this i'll know how to apply it to the next time there's not a person out there that has any part of success that didn't deal with struggle along the way and they deal with struggle constantly every day just because the because the reality is life's not perfect you're operating in a world of imperfect people in an imperfect planet in an imperfect life if you think that everything's just going to be easy and it's going to come to you you're fooling yourself so I hope this is going to encourage somebody that is either going through it now or is about to go through it. Because if you're not aware that, hey, this might come up, what am I going to do with it? It's going to blindside you. Um, and if you don't know exactly what it is for the, you know, what you're going to do with it, then I kind of feel bad for you. Because what you're looking at is an opportunity. Whether it goes smooth or whether it doesn't. I almost feel like, just a side note, if something goes too smooth the first time around, I almost feel like that would be worse than having it struggle because it gives you the false sense of security and false reality that, oh, it's just always going to be like this. 
that was easy. Let's do it again. And then you get super butt hurt when things don't go perfect. If you deal with struggle first and then it gets easier as you go, you appreciate the struggle more because, you know, because you start to realize and you can think back to, I'm glad I'm not still dealing with that, whatever that is. Or when it comes up again, you know how you solved it the first time. It will always get easier the, the further along you go. Now you're going to experience new challenges, but what you did gain is your knowledge of how you're going to respond to those new challenges. I know how I'm going to tackle these things. I know how I'm going to, how I'm either going to let them control me or not let them control me. I know how I'm going to respond to this situation and I know what it means. I know what purpose this is serving for me right now. It has nothing to do with money. So thank you guys for listening. Um, also, thank you to our sponsor, Spot on Site. Um, great guys over there. Great program. I would encourage you to check it out in the asphalt industry. And if you're just doing anything with um, really surface measurements and, and proposals in general. So they really got a good thing over there. So thanks, guys. Appreciate your time. See you next week. Peace.